It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Yo, mine is a precious thing to waste, Corey. Don't make me waste yours. You know what? You better be careful. This whole thing's like one bad, fucked up, George Jetson nightmare. You know what I didn't think, though? I didn't think this movie was a bad, fucked up, George Jetson nightmare. I kind of did. I kind of enjoyed this movie for what it was. And uh, this is the B-movie breakdown. The home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. We find humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. Oh man, getting tough. Are you a Blackheart? No, man. I'm a I'm a Thunderhead. One of the fake, Thunderhead. One of the fake gangs from Ghost Rider. A PBS. PBS gangbangers. What up? Robot sex. Yeah, yours. Bend over. Oh Ugh. damn, you got me right in the butt. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now I got the shit to, to, to get rid of again. <laughs> oh, get over geez. here and lick it off. Oh, no, I'm not going to do anything like that. But... Uh, lick the <laughs> shit off my dick, Corey. I am not going to do that at all. I am not licking any shit off any dicks, unless you're a cyborg teacher. Then maybe I'll lick the shit off a cyborg teacher's dick. You mean the green blood protoplasm? Yep, the green blood protoplasm. You know what, I wish that the hairstyle that the main uh, scientist, played by Stacey Keach, I wish that was a hairstyle that was more prominent in the late 80s, early 90s. I think that needed uh, to be a thing. Gray hair with a nasty mullet rat tail. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was kind of wide like a mullet, and it was wide for a while, yeah. then it went into like a really little skinny rat and tail. Creepy dead eyes, like, what's her name from They Live? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, almost reminded me of Kane. <laughs> Kane always has those contacts in, those little beady-eyed contacts. But before we get into this week's movie, Class of 1999, you can find us on our website, bnbpodcast.com, at bnbpodcast on Twitter. It's where a lot of movies and things are suggested as of late. This movie was, and next week's movie as well. Uh, next week's movie actually was direct message to us, so you can even send a little DM our way. Have a little convo back and forth if you want to. DM, a little dick massage. Yeah, a little dick, maybe I'll... I want a little dick massage. Give you a little, give a, give you a little tickle. Christy, give me my dick massage. <laughs> maybe if I stick my dick in a meat grinder first. Hey, you know smart girls get better head. Do they? I don't know, they asked, they didn't get to find out. Maybe after the credits, bro. <laughs> it was a, a post credit sequence <laughs> just at the end. That would have been great. No, he's right. Smart girls really do get the best head. <laughs> but then the robot, the gym teacher robot still alive, sticks his hand through Cody. No, it turns out Cody is a robot. Oh. Then he snaps her neck. Or it'd be better if Christy was a robot because she's the one giving the head. Bites his dick off. Oh, shit. With her robot teeth. Well, like that time I uh, oh. was at that restaurant and that uh, ex-girlfriend of mine went into a grand mall seizure in the middle of it. <clears throat> uh, clamped down. When Yeah, you can't be doing that. I had to that. stab her in the head with a fork and she still wouldn't let go. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. Not for me. Didn't happen to me. It's funny it that it was somebody. It's funny that you told that story and then end up being in that movie, Miss March. That happens in that movie. Oh, they're at a restaurant. The girl has a seizure, and he stabs her in the head with a fork. Oh, oh, they just obviously read the same book on emergency room nightmares I did, <laughs> and just oh yeah, we'll throw that in there. Well, uh, back to what I was saying before. You can also email us bnbpodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash bnbpodcast. Quick shout out to Timmy Blaze over at the T Dog Blizzle Pops. Fuck. Cozy Stand Show. Fuck, you're gonna do it again. You're gonna do what? You're gonna say Spreaker. Oh, I'm gonna say it. I'm building up to it. It's a build up. You know, I gotta take a few minutes to build that shit up. And you can find his you podcast. Get those ropes. 
Eight ropes. You can find the T Dog Bulls of Pop Combsy Stand Show on iTunes, and you can also find it on Spreaker. That's never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> if they get enough listens on Spreaker, maybe they could make it onto television in prime time. <laughs> it's like a drunk. Hey guys, you guys use Spreaker? I thought it was a Steve Brule thing, but maybe. Oh, I'm it could be a Steve Brule thing. Prime time. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> I'm your spreaker for the evening. Come on, you dingus. <laughs> hey guys, try this wine. He's kind of a drunk too. The one there's the one on Tim and Eric where he got super drunk off wine. He was doing a wine tasting for the uh this is what the character like was created on Tim and Eric Awesome Show, and he was doing a wine tasting for the news network he was with. And he was like trying to get in his car and they like, had to stop him and he was like running with wine bottles down the street. <laughs> Gonna get in his car and they're like gonna tackle him. Yes, Dr. Steve Brule. But yeah, check out the T Dog Bulls Pop Combsy stand show on Spreaker and iTunes. It's funny stuff. I've been on an episode, gonna be on some more. And Tim's a funny guy, so check it out. Anyways, yeah, um, we had another show who's been uh, <clears throat> for a couple weeks now. We were meaning to look into and haven't because we're lazy. And, well, I've been trying to find a new job, too. But anyway, um, I can't remember their name now. Do you remember their name, or can you look it up? Because they've been mentioning us, and we haven't been mentioning them, and that's shitty. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, they've been mentioning us on their podcast or just on Facebook or stuff? I haven't listened to their show yet. I've meant to, but I haven't, but I would assume they would have been. I will definitely look that up throughout the episode and get back to you. But before... I get back to you, or after I get back to you, <laughs> before I guess. I'm Corey, and I don't know how to do things. I'm Corey, and I suck dick. I mean, what? Anyways, this week's movie, Class of 1999. I honestly... Uh, I have I'm, some friends who were the Class of 1999. I was Class of 98. Well, how do they feel about this movie representing their class? I don't think they know about this movie. Oh, well, you should introduce them to this movie. Oh, I'm sure they'll say it was a complete documentary of the experiences they went through. Well, I mean, as they should. It's It was spooky. It was haunting, they'll say. It was haunting watching what was obviously our lives on screen just played by actors. It was pretty, I mean, it's pretty accurate portrayal of... The 1990s, so, you know, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Released in 1990, shot in 89, so... <laughs> it's kind of like how um, the very early 90s, like, they were trying to get, like, this idea of what, like, the 90s were going to be, and, like, some of it was, like, a like a souped-up, hyped-up 80s kind of thing, like the first season of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and just, like, all the... The colors and the fashions are so loud and over the top. That reminds me of uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, the future. In that, they're all everybody's wearing like neon colored, like styrofoam looking clothes, <laughs> and it's just like, yep, neon is not going to last that long. No, it's it's kind of a thing with some of the some of the soccer player types like to look really flashy now, and uh, a lot of the dubstep people like a lot of those neon colors. Neon too. construction workers. And dubstep-loving construction workers. And that's a huge market. It is. That's where we're uh, we're trying to get we're trying to corner that market with uh, Class of 1999, which starred Malcolm McDowell and Stacey Keach and Pam Greer. I don't know how they got all these people to be in this. Pam Greer makes a little bit of sense. She's you know B movies and stuff like that. She was in a lot of black exploitation stuff. So, but the guy who directed this movie also directed Commando. One of my I love. I love Commando, one of the best Arnold movies. He also did Armed and Dangerous with John Candy. I like that movie a lot. It's a pretty funny movie. Oh, was that John Candy and Eugene Levy? Yeah, and Eugene Levy. Ha. Also did Firestarter and grade. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo, Brandon Lee, and Dolph Lundgren. I thought you were going to say Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I almost did. I almost... Apparently, Dolph Ziggler. I almost did. <laughs> People almost who never did. met each other. <laughs> Brandon Lee and Dolph Ziggler. Notorious B.I.G. and Marlon Brando. 
Marlon Brando and X Pac. <laughs> oh god. Or Does he tear his anus again? <laughs> no, he tears Marlon Brando's with his dick. Like, <laughs> like just like he did China. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> China's thumbs. Oh. Anyways, class of nineteen ninety nine, set in the future of nineteen ninety nine. Class of nineteen ninety nine. Set in the future of the past. <laughs> in the future at the time of 1990 when this movie was made but apparently in 1992 as far as this movie is concerned 543,667 767 sorry I wrote on the wrong number violent incidents occurred in schools across the nation by 1997 this number tripled which is fucking insane so they decided to create these Free fire zones where no police are allowed and no laws exist. I don't think it was that they decided to create them. They just realized they were getting slaughtered there, so they just pulled back and kind of almost ceded the territory yeah. to the gangs. Not like, well, we voted by law to create free fire zones where the law doesn't exist. Now, what, um, what song was it you said you liked? Was it the song in the beginning? Oh, the end credits. It was uh, oh, Come the Day by Midge Ure. Ure. It's U-R-E. I like the song that was in the beginning when they first show Cody get out of jail and stuff. <laughs> and they're showing the whole little montage of the cyborgs being introduced and them pulling off their skin and stuff. Or, well, they're at the well, it's pretty ridiculous in prison, too. It's almost like the prison from last week's movie, where all the prisoners are let out of their cells, yeah. kind of dressed however the hell they want. Nobody's in, like, prison clothes some, at all. Uh, some of the prisoners were just walking around in towels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not anywhere near a bathroom. He's getting back from butt sex, that's all. Uh, I mean, what? First, we should mention, the unlike most movies we watch on here on Netflix or YouTube or anything, this was available on Crackle, a streaming service similar to Hulu. You don't have to pay for it. It is free, though you do have to watch about 15 commercials during the movie. And they're always the same commercials. Yeah, all mine were for uh, Al Jazeera America. I got some cell phone crap, but maybe we watch <laughs> it on different days. Yeah, well, I watched mine yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, today their commercial of the day was cell phone <laughs> crap. The commercial of the day that is... you'll have to see a hundred times. T-Mobile! Oh, God. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not still doing, like, America Online. <laughs> thousand free hours. That's like today at uh, where I work, the internet was down for quite a while. Oh. For whatever reason, and I was like, God damn it, we need to get more of those America Online <laughs> startup discs. We ran out of fucking hours. <laughs> Somebody's like, I'll go to the mall and hit that bin in JCPenney. Stat. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved how when they go into the gang territory in the beginning, when Cody's picked up from jail by Angel and other guys. Sonny. Sonny. Okay, I didn't write his name down. Uh, they go into the area, and there's just a burning cop car. Yeah. I loved that. Just, And I loved how... But the thing looked like it had already been burnt out for quite yeah, a while. Oh yeah, like, but it was oh, still this fire. is just our fireplace now. We just keep lighting this, this up. It's like the uh, the eternal flame at like you know military graveyards and all in, that. We just keep this cop car burning. In a lot of these of all the murders uh, we've committed. war torn like post apocalyptic ish areas and places and movies. There's always fires and barrels. There's always the fires and barrels. But where do they get the mass amounts of leather and? And metal studs to put in the leather jackets. Oh yeah. Why is this the way the only way anybody dresses except for Christy? She was the only normal like person. And like she transferred into the school and before well, she is the daughter of the principal, but then yeah. if she's the daughter of the principal and he knows it's such a violent shithole, why would he send her here? Yeah. Real life, people don't do that. No. School board and shit. They don't they let the schools fall to shit and send their own kids to private schools. Homeschool, whatever. Maybe he thought she could set an example. Oh, sure. She didn't seem to care too much that she was going to get raped, so I don't think he... Yeah, yeah, that's he true. He cares too much about... she's about to get he... raped. Why didn't you call a teacher? He was about to stick his fucking dick in her, dipshit. <laughs> well, well, Malcolm McDowell was just phoning in that performance because he only works on the movie for two days. So it really, really doesn't matter. But yeah, they have... they all, Everybody always dresses in, like, leather and, like... It was Lane of Doom, Mad Max. Oh, yeah. I mean, what have you. They're always leather and, like, studs and the spikes and shit like that. And I love how these guys 
<clears throat> are better armed than some like terrorist factions in the Middle East. They've got assault rice rifles everywhere, bazookas, grenades, and shit. Well, in 1999, terrorist organizations don't exist because the military took them out. Oh, sure. You know that branch of the military? The military? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that apparently exists in this world because the gym teacher says, maybe that was just his robot cybernetics fucking up where he's just like, the military! Because <laughs> he goes, well, what branch? Well, considering they said, they mentioned just in passing, there was a 10-year war down in South America, and these robot teachers were taken from, like, this government program of sending in robots to do fighting down there. So I guess that makes sense that he wasn't in a branch, but still, for your cover, he should have had something. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, you, you, uh, you're really good. He's like, yeah, I wrestled in the service. He goes, uh, oh, which one? <laughs> he goes, the military. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, By the way, that podcast you were wanting to know before I was called the B-Cast with Mike and Malaria. Oh, Malaria. I could use some of that. Yeah, so Mike and Malaria, yeah. Need more mosquitoes and bee bomb in my life. B-Cast. That's what you were wondering about, Dan. So, I also... We will so remember to check them out sometime within the next week. This is very true, because uh, I've been like... Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I keep meaning to check these guys out. I feel bad that I haven't. Uh, I need to subscribe to them on iTunes and just listen to a goddamn episode. So I did start listening to a, a podcast called That American Life. Hilarious parody of This American Life. If anybody listens to that NPR podcast plus show, it's kind of a parody of that, and it's really fucking funny. Anyways, back to the movie. I love the school buses in this movie. I thought they were awesome looking. They were like tank-ish. Well, they just have a cage on the front, yeah. but they don't do anything about yeah, the sides exactly. or the back. Like, oh, fuck the kids. Okay, and when they pull up to the school, this is something I really wanted to talk about. They pull up to the school the first time. What is that robot future car that it parks next to them? Because there's never any other futuristic-y type of cars except for that one. It's like a little pod with like three wheels, like a tripod. Yeah, thing. I, like, I have no idea. I was like, what is this? Where did this thing that come from? That must have been the rich kids that they shake down for all their, you know, massive amounts of lunch money that they supposedly carry on them. Yeah. But I, uh, what I also thought was funny is all these gangs, not only do they have all these ridiculous piles of weapons, they also have a couple of armored vehicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a good amount of armored vehicles, actually, yeah. But I love if this area is so lawless, how do people keep getting to the schools without getting killed every yeah, day? All oh, the teachers definitely. and faculty. Why do people keep going here? If the whole rest of the area is lawless, why don't they just say, fuck it, stay home, do their gangbanging, move out, <laughs> fuck around, whatever, you know? Well, I mean, but, you can only no, have a, we still gotta go to school, goddammit. You can only have a gangbang so many times in a day, Dan. I didn't mean gangbanging, gangbanging, I just meant criminal activity, but they could also be gangbanging. Sure. You know, just sniff their Legos and, uh... <laughs> Sniff their Legos. No, this they have a fictional drug in this movie called Edge. When the guy pulls it out, he pulls out this baggie, which to me it looked look like it did look like um like long like one wide red and blue Legos. It did. He's like, want to do some Edge, man? And they pull it out, and it doesn't even seem to. They twist I guess off it's... like the cap, and then oh, they stick okay. it up their nose. Yeah. It almost reminded me of Nuke from RoboCop Two. Yeah, but that you inject. Yeah, you inject, but then you kind of sniff it when you do it for some reason. <laughs> uh, one thing about this movie and we were discussing this before we started recording was it, it was hard to tell who they wanted you to root for because like are you supposed to be rooting for the teachers who are the cyborgs because the kids are so bad or are you supposed to be rooting for the kids because the teachers are murderers because they're murderous cyborgs yeah but the teachers don't start out as mur <clears throat> murderers they kind of I mean it's pretty quick pretty quick there Starts getting murdery right away. Yeah, but moderate was... punishment includes karate moves, punches, kicks, combo one and combo two. <laughs> that was the that was cyborg vision. It would go from like, do I educate or do I you know punish? Punish and then moderate punishment. Those are some of the options. I love karate moves and then it lists punches and kicks. Aren't punches and kicks part of karate moves? Karate punch, karate kick, punch. <laughs> yeah, combo one, combo two, fight combination one and two. Sorry. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, she ends up fucking beating the shit out of the the couple kids in the class. Well, I was fine with that. One well, of yeah, them was actually yeah. shaking down a yeah. kid, like, in front of her. Did, okay, didn't exactly, give a fuck. exactly. So this is where you, you're unsure who to be rooting for at this point. And you're kind of rooting for the teachers. Because 
the one girl, Christy, she's like, welcome to the chemistry teacher from hell. I was like, from hell? She stopped somebody from being robbed, and she did something good. How is this a teacher from hell? She wasn't mean to anybody else. She just beat the shit out of two kids. Like, real, I was just really just, like, confused there. That was just very, very weird. And before Christy mentioned that she was the principal's oh, daughter. she says, I was she, afraid She-Ra, the devil woman, was going to bite me. She um, she just mentions that she was transferred there. Uh-huh. Then, like, a few minutes later, she says she's a principal's daughter. So my first reaction was, who the fuck transfers to this <laughs> school in the free fire zone? Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm having too much trouble at this other school. I better go to the free fire zone to Kennedy High. Well, you know, maybe she was, was just called. flunking out really bad there and figured their standards would be so low here. You could just phone it in and be like an A plus student compared to everybody else. But I got to wear my bulletproof vest under my blouse every day. I did love the cyborg teachers. I love those characters. And Cody, he was kind of a badass for the most part, and especially in some of the fight scenes. But he was also a ladies' man. When she goes, "Are you gonna call me or what?" He goes, "Both." <laughs> I just loved that line. Yeah, but I love his. Uh, he's. Sadly, not the best actor, and he just sounds like he's just trying too hard to be tough the whole time. But uh, I, I still liked him overall. But what kind of bothered me was he'd been in the gangs. They let you know that he'd been in jail for a while. Then they let him out on the condition that he keeps going to school, not getting any more trouble. They never let you know what he was in prison for and what made him decide to try to change his ways yeah. and get out of the shit. Yeah, they kind of just threw you in and, oh, you should just know, I guess. Now his something. little brother wants to be, he's on the verge of becoming a full-fledged member of his gang, the Blackhearts, while he was getting out. And he hears about it and he acts all dismayed, but then he doesn't really try too hard to keep him out of it. Either. No, not at all. He basically just joins the back up with himself, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, when Sonny gets murdered, I he gets fucked up by the cops before then. The cops, like, royally do a fucking job on that dude. Yeah. They fucking beat the fuck out of him, and then he comes into class Yeah, they like, carved his chest up. Yeah. And, like, he didn't even come into school that day. He shows up at their house bleeding all over the place and asking for drugs to numb the pain because the security guards just fucked him up for and whatever it, reason. For no reason. He just pulled up in the car, and they're like, they want to search his car, and he's like, you don't got a warrant. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure in this world you don't need a warrant because there are no laws in the but free, it's the fire, free zones. fire zone. <laughs> there are no laws. Uh, there are no okay. laws. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when the history teacher kills him, which the scene ends up leading you were talking about the rape scene. So the PE teacher, we get introduced to him after the history teacher. Was the PE teacher kind of a gay cyborg? Kind of. Like homosexual tendencies? As, you know... He was for, dressed like a wrestler, too. Me for and me, Nick were like, we should make him in a video game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had the arm pads on, like but a perfect For me, he just garb. seemed like, like the... Uh, a stereotypical, like, sadist gym teacher, like the one from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, where, like, yeah. You, you've got a whole class of people, you got to keep them busy. Instead, he chooses to single out and humiliate one kid for not being able to do 200 push-ups straight. And beat him up, and then murders a kid. Straight up just shoots a kid. The Granted, the kid was drunk or whatever, and uh, coming at him with a gun, but still, he fucking murders the kid. Well, no, because he... Like, how is that supposed to make it seem like these aren't cyborgs or these aren't fucked up people? Right. These brand new teachers are murder have mm-hmm. murdered two students within the first couple days oh, of school. It's all the scientists in charge of this program, except the head guy, they're just like, this is terrible, oh my god, and then the head guy, doctor, whatever the fuck, he's just like, I, amazing. Simply amazing. The president of Megatech. Oh, see, they're they're evolving. They're they're making decisions. He goes, "Come on, Marv. They just murdered somebody for no reason. Come on, Marv." Yeah, and apparently they have knife hands too because he puts his hand through the locker like a knife. Oh yeah, and like cuts it, it and opens rips it, it off, and he yeah. finds the drugs, and he's like, "Oh, you you're a drug dealer," which this actually happens in real life if they catch you with some arbitrary amount of drugs, they automatically assume and charge you as if you're a dealer without any kind of requiring any kind of evidence for that and putting people away for a long time when they could just be doing a lot of drugs. You were talking about the the president or whatever of Megatech, played by Stacey Keach. I love when they were in the meeting with uh, Malcolm McDowell and he was yelling at the cyborgs and him about, you can't just be doing this stuff and... 
blah, blah, blah. And he sits there maniacally eating a banana. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me take this cock stand in. A bunch of really ridiculous things like that. Like, uh, they went to that one party. And Cody shows up, and it's where Angel's getting fucked up. He's getting, like, the shit beat out of him. Oh, and, it's a gang initiation. Yeah, but the way they're partying... But it's like a party, too, though. It's yeah. It's a celebration and stuff like that. But he's getting fucked up, and the way they're partying is shooting guns into the air. That's what the terrorists did in uh, True Lies. You know, it's just a yeah. thing. You got guns, you just gotta it's use them. It's just a thing high school kids do. Yeah. Just party with I mean, they're, they're arm-like terrorists. Why true. wouldn't they be true. fucking going uh, nuts with them? You know, it kind of relates to the eating the banana thing. I thought it was funny that they were drinking juice boxes. Like these hardened gang members that at the one point Cody is drinking a juice box at lunch <laughs> and he's talking to Christy who's also drinking that. a juice box. <laughs> I was cracking up. I see the way to be. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, you know, this badass bigger Capri Sun or something. It was a little tiny juice box just sipping on it with their straws. Fucking hardened gang members. I think at that point, I paid more attention to the voice in the background over the intercom. Oh my god. Where they let you know, hang on, let me find it. Let me find it. Oh. Anyone who wishes to file criminal charges against another student may do so. Like, really? You're in Kurt? I mean, if it's real crimes, yeah, but it sounds to me more like, we just want you all to rat on each other. You throw each other in prison to get each other killed, and we'll just clear out the school that And way. also, no sex. That was oh, one yeah. of the announcements, too. No sexual contact whatsoever on school grounds. But one thing I really liked in the I feel like there's a lot of bathroom fucking going on in this Oh, school. yeah. Oh, yeah. One And one thing I really thought was hilarious in this movie was... They stumble upon the cyborg's living uh, quarters, which is an apartment filled with WD-40 and... Oh, wait, before before that, um, Christy doesn't want to believe what Cody's telling her about how these teachers aren't human, there's something wrong with them, and they killed... They killed Sonny, they murdered him. Oh, he obviously OD'd, because he came into class high, and then the teacher, you know, shoves all these tubes of edge down his throat until he dies from that. Well, you can die by choking on Legos. Yeah, that too. But anyway. So, he completely doesn't believe Cody. She's almost, like, violent towards him for even suggesting oh, yeah. this. And he just convinces her, Come on, come with me, we'll cut class and I'll prove it to you. What? You've never cut class before? Come on, it's fun, like... Well, if it's fun. <laughs> so then, he's riding his motorcycle, he's encouraging her to stick her hand down the back of his pants for some reason. To hold on. Yeah, but still. Uh, no, finger his butthole. Finger my butthole, come on. Yeah. No, don't just finger it, like, rub around the edge first. Like, <laughs> and then just kind of tease it in there. Oh yeah. God. yeah. Too much. TMI. You don't need any lube, I had Taco Bell this morning. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> So, but okay, on the way there, he's reading off like somehow, somehow he's able to break into like the the office to steal like the faculty's living information, and he gets like the address. He's like, "Oh, Mister Harden and the gym teacher have the same address. That's weird." And then uh, she's looking over the the paper which he stole, but apparently didn't bother to read all the way, and says, "Oh, that's weird, Miss So and So. The chemistry teacher lives here too." And he goes, "Party." <laughs> It reminds me of Nick Swartzen's stand-up bit. Hey, man, what's up? Party. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, back to the, the them in their apartment. What This is when I, I started just getting, like, I thought it it's was... It's like just, an empty apartment, it was except so, for these all these tanks, weird things. And tanks then, uh, and, like, a couple little suitcases. And a cabinet full of WD-40. Yep. And, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, it made me think of, there was the episode of King of the Hill where... Hank Hill has a, a can of WD-40, and he's trying to get into the door in Mexico. <laughs> and But he the can of WD-40 isn't working, so he pulls on another can and sprays it on the can of WD-40 <laughs> to get that to loosen up the work. <laughs> oh, man, I missed it. <laughs> um, but anyways, that these cyborgs, these three cyborgs, they live in an apartment together, and they carpool together, and it just made me think of, like, this is this is like a little sitcom going on outside of the movie. Like these three cyborgs living together, carpooling to work as the, teachers. The history teacher who's always chomping on the comically large corn cob. Exactly, pipe. <laughs> exactly. And even and it made me think about it even more because the one scientist mentions how when they leave the school, they can't see what they're doing. Yeah. So like 
But what the fuck? How, How could you not they, be they monitoring have, this They have experiment? cameras. They can see what they yeah. see. So, it, like... Oh, why would you set this up if you can't monitor them at every turn? It's just turn? like, oh, time to clock out. I'm surprised that they even have an apartment and they're just not hiding them in the basement of the I school. Know. And it's like, oh... You know, time to clock out for the day. Well, see you later. We can't see what you're doing anymore. Live your sitcom life. Hey, try not to catch any robot STDs while you're fucking around this weekend, huh? <laughs> Class of 1999, The Teachers. The sitcom spinoff. But um, the uh, they go into what they assume is Miss Connor's room. And they're like, oh, this must be Miss Connor's room. Look, and he like pulls out a bra. And then Christy goes, oh, this can't be... This can't be, you know, something's not right here. See. Women, they have lots of stuff. Personal stuff. She can't just have one bra. And then Cody goes, we're talking about a chemistry teacher here. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, chemistry teachers only wear one bra. No, she's, she teaches a boring subject. She's got to have a boring, sex, sexless life. Yeah, and, uh, and then they have that chase scene on the dirt bike. Which ends up leading the teachers to go off of a bridge into water, and as they're going into the water, horribly dubbed lines of, I hate water, and nice day for a dive. Oh, they didn't even say it like that. Like they that. just said it flatter than that. I hate water. Nice day for a dive. Yeah. And then, I just love the scene of them walking out of the water. But... Uh, Ever so I guess slowly. we gotta get a new car. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like a sitcom. It was like a straight up fucking sitcom. These fucking lines like I hate water. And like you can hear just hear the laugh track behind it. Smooth move, Axlax. Yeah. Filmed in front of a uh, live studio audience. Yeah. Oh, looks like we gotta get a new car. Uh, applaud, applaud. <laughs> yeah, just uh and then they end up starting that. This gang war, pitting them against each other. Oh, you know what? On the rapey part, we missed when um, the history teacher decides to spank two of the rowdy teens on the first day of class. Well, he throws one on the ground and then stands on his ass with both feet, then lifts the other one over his knee and spanks the hell out of him in yeah. class while they're using punch sound effects for each spank. Yeah, the, <laughs> the spanking was hilarious. And then he switches off and stands on the other one's ass and spanks the other one. And, um, but as they're setting up the gang war against each other, they kill Angel and they kill the other. Well, kid. hang on, they they determine that Cody needs to die because he knows the truth about them. But then they think they think it. Oh, this is getting out of hand. We just they've just decided to launch an all out war against the the unruly student body. So they decide to instigate a gang war to get the two gangs trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. So then they could get rid of everybody that way. All the problem children mm-hmm. and. But they're so jokey and silly when they're doing it. Like keep like throwing out these one-liners and things like that. It just I just thought it was just so funny. Like, and um, fuck, I lost my fucking train of thought. Well, they decide to go after Cody's brother Angel, and they the three of them somehow they just instantly get another car. I guess they stole it. It they pull looked up like along, the exact same car. They pull up alongside him and start like harassing him about. It's illegal to be wearing gang colors and like leave me alone, I'm not in school and like they're starting to get real creepy and the gym teacher goes, I wanna kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. He had that very like so then they, sadist like uh, homoerotic like fucking They chase him down and they're beating the hell out of him and I assumed it looked to me like he was just outside his own house. Yeah, that's what I thought. It could have just been that they were trying to play up, like, you know, like, dress it different so that you wouldn't notice, and he got murdered somewhere else, but Cody decides to go home. He's like, I gotta do my homework. Want to come with me? It could be fun, and uh, Angel blows him off, ends up getting murdered for it, apparently, but I thought, like, oh, what if this is his house, and he's (laughs) getting murdered by being thrown and beaten up along the backside of it, and Cody's just sitting there in his room, like, hearing, like, he's like, Fucking homeless people banging up against the outside of the house again. And when they find the body, there's the basketball, and written in blood it says, like, Battle at Dawn, or whatever, mm-hmm. on it. And... Well, they also kill one of the rival gang, yeah. the Razorheads, but this is probably on one of the best moments in the movie. They kill this kid, light him on fire, and throw him through the big picture window of the house they're staying in. Yeah. There were a couple big set pieces like that, like, with, like, the explosions and stuff like that towards the end, too. And... 
when when the ball has like battle at dawn or whatever on it, I thought so. I'm I'm sure that's not what somebody said, but it sounded like somebody said, "I want the ball." Like, oh, I want to keep the souvenir. <laughs> oh, I want to keep the souvenir written in angel's blood. <laughs> but yeah, and then during the battle, it starts like you know going off, just like they wanted to. The teachers show up, start snapping necks, start fucking shooting people, throwing grenades yep. into fucking buildings. They rip one kid in half by pulling his body through a hole and bending him yep. backwards and ripping him in half. I was like, holy fuck, these are like fucking. Fucking crazy ass. It looked like what happened to to uh, what's her name, Katie Holmes, at the end of "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark." Oh, I never seen that. It actually, it also kind of reminded me of. I think it's in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. He Jason bends somebody in half like that, <laughs> just perfectly, and bends them. I thought that was awesome. And I like how when the battle was all over with, when they go back to the school, the cyborgs do. They kill Malcolm McDowell. And how they kill him is by shoving their fingers into his fucking throat and just, like, squeezing and pulling and yeah. just, like... It was very <laughs> gruesome death. I was just like... And the really... and it, Even though it's like, oh, you know, you're saying, like, oh, they want to kill two birds with one stone type of thing. Really, all of this insanity is to kill Cody. All of this. Like, really? Like, all of this is so ridiculous. It started that way, but now they just want to kill but everybody. There's, but there's so them. many just Terminator-type things in this movie. The voice replication on the mm. phone is is uh, Terminator. I mean, this movie came out before Terminator 2, but that was in the first Terminator as well. Mm. And a lot of this stuff is... Uh... And then I love how... This is how they figure out that they're cyborgs, or that it's the teachers... Not the cyborgs, but that they're teachers setting up the whole thing. Because they go... Because the when the voice calls, it's supposed to be Hector, and he's like, meet me at the school, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, it can't be Hector. It must be the teachers. Hector hates school. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be at school after hours. It must be the teachers. <laughs> yep, nothing, nothing too logical or anything. And like, then you nope. see the scientists all murdered. One of them is, like, skinned alive. Mm-hmm. Like, whole, like, crazy, like, insane. And then they they ride into the school. Once the two gangs meet up, they realize that it's not them doing this shit. It's the teachers. So they decide to team up. And one kid has a rocket launcher and fucking blows a hole through the gate. He blows up the guard tower. And they, like, blow up the gate, too. And they all ride their motorcycles up these Which is hilarious because they're riding their motorcycles around the classroom. Like, instead of just walking around searching, they're like... Yeah, Cody and Hector, the leader of the Razorheads, they... They ride their motorcycles around the perimeter of one classroom, and he goes, uh, Hector goes, Ave Maria, how are we supposed to learn English if the teachers don't show up to class? <laughs> and then... But I love, uh, as they're, before they go in, Cody goes, Hey, inside this school are three inhuman teaching monsters. Yeah, and then they go inside, and the, the ticker thing inside says, Welcome to night school. Yeah. Like, what? Is that even, like, a thing? Nope. They didn't even offer that. <laughs> and uh, there was nothing going on. So, like, what did the robots tap in and thought, think that was funny? Like, that's what <laughs> I mean, the little sitcom thingy, like, oh, just, like, being silly and goofy. But then we, we it's finally revealed fully that they're cyborgs of the students. Pam Greer ends up ripping her chest open to mm-hmm. show. and uh, Just just cause. And then you can see her ro- robot's nipples, too. And her, her left hand melts off and turns and, into a flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower arm. The other gym teacher, his arm turns into a missile gun. Yeah. A missile gun. Yep. I thought it was a machine gun at first. I was like, nope, yeah, missile gun. Yeah, Gatling gun, gun would have made more sense, but nope, I got missiles. Yeah, and then the, the history teacher has a claw arm with a drill in the middle. Yeah. And he's like, I love to mold your mind. And instead, you know, like, he just drills into this one kid's head. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, wouldn't it be more like, screw your mind, fuck Yeah, your and mind? then um, Cody ends up killing him, and he's like, your history. Your history, Mr. Uh, Harden. And he blows his brains out. <laughs> And then they what run into... brains? He's a robot. Oh! <laughs> they run into the chemistry room, turn on all the gas. Smart move. Definitely a smart move. Well, yes and no, because depending on how long it took for this to happen, they could have blown up a whole chunk of the school True. and their friends. But smart for the scenario. They Pam Greer runs in the room with her um, robot parts ex- uh, exposed. But she stupidly exposed herself. She no runs reason. in, and Cody, with perfect precision, gets up, throws an axe from the fire thing perfectly at her 
um, rib cage where it has like a tank. Like gas canisters for yeah. flamethrower. Yeah, and it bull and it hits, and it they get out of the room just in time. The whole fucking room blows up. She blows up, and he goes, "Guess I blew that course." <laughs> just these one liners he was throwing at the end. I loved, and then at the end, there be the final person is the gym teacher. They're being chased after him outside. Well, they're trying to get him to lure him off so that Cody can get Christy to safety. He tells Hector to, you know, uh, distract him for a while. He goes, no problem. He's dying to stick one of those missiles up my ass. (laughs) And then the, the teacher blows up another guard tower, and then Cody and Christy are in the bus, and they drive it towards him, and they jump out. As the bus is going towards him. that's a thing. And it keeps going and it hits him. It hits the teacher and it smashes up through the front of the school. And Not everything. just the gate, but like the turnstile thing. They yeah. have to go through the heavy metal turnstile. And upstairs, yeah. where it probably would have just smashed into the stairs and not went up. Uh-huh. But it, go- up it goes the stairs up and-, and it hits him and it goes through the front of the building. Yep. And at first I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, that was pretty cool. And I was like, all right, you know, the bus isn't going to blow up, which makes sense, because why would it blow up? And <laughs> then, boom! <laughs> I'm like, why did the fucking bus blow up? No reason for that to happen. And then Hector goes, this is some heavy gangbanging going on, eh? <laughs> yeah, and then they're basically like, friends for life. Oh, yeah, you were awesome in middle school, remember? And they're like, but then... Out comes gym teacher in full robot form, like mm-hmm. no more fucking full Terminator. Yeah, full Terminator. And but though it wasn't, it was kind of like Terminator, the first one where it's like a stop motion. But then sometimes it wasn't. It was like a legit robot that they had built, which I thought was kind of funny. It was like, and then then they ke- find out that the chief scientist Robert whatever he's still alive and he's out to kill these kids because they know about what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and he wants. So he's to- holding Christy hostage. He goes, you, you ruined my robots and my plan and dare, dare, dare. And then Cody goes, tough shit, Bobby. You can use what's left of him for garbage cans. <laughs> and then the robot comes up behind Stacey Keach and just fucking right through him. Yep. Armed, just fucking murders. <laughs> like, well, who didn't see that coming? Murders his creator. And then the robot's chasing Christy up the stairs as Cody gets it. Well, he gets smacked by the robot, which probably could have fucking killed him. He probably should have, and face. honestly, he probably should have just killed Cody since that's what he wanted all along. Yeah, but he goes after Christy, and then Cody's in a forklift. Why is there a forklift in a school? <laughs> there, Why? There could be for various Why reasons. Why is there a forklift in a school? And they, they, um, he hits, he hits the robot, but when he hits the robot, he very closely hits Christy. Yeah, like, I was he, like geez, he has to have enough, close. these forklifts aren't going to move that fast, he has to have enough force to burst one of the fork prongs through the robot, and like, he does it, you know, just about like, oh, I could have killed you, but I didn't, like, no, he would have And then he her. lifts him up as it's like still pulling on the other part, and he goes, hey, wrap the chain around his neck, and then he just does donuts like a madman in the yeah. forklift, and then he until goes, it eventually, have a stretch coach. Yeah. Until it eventually pops his head off. And then Hector's dead. Yep. And it's so just So much for Cody. the peace between the gangs. Yeah. It's just Cody and Christy, and they just walk off into the sunset. And it's just the end. And or the sunrise, because it was full dark. Now all of a sudden, it's morning. Well, I'm assuming they went there very late at night, like maybe like three in the morning. So the battle might have taken a couple hours. I don't think this took a couple <laughs> hours. We don't know the time frame, Dan. We uh... don't fucking know. But yeah, they win. It's fucking over. I, I liked I liked the ending of this movie. I liked this whole second half of the movie. I thought the murdering, the horror elements, the blood, and I I, I liked the the second half of this movie. I mean, it was cheesy as fuck. And it had some cheesy one-liners. Oh, hang on. There are a couple part. other wonderful lines we missed, like uh, when they're talking about... Uh... Talking to Hector about the other group, like, you trust him? Yeah, like a vampire giving me a blowjob. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, suddenly Christy, when she was so resistant to Cody's claims of that the teachers were murdering people, she goes, I don't have to take this shit from some illiterate gangbanger. Illiterate? Where the hell did she get that from? I have no idea. Actually, I just uh, found out, this movie is on DVD, which you can buy... But it's also on a uh, one of those eight pack DVDs, and guess what's on the eight pack? What? You get Waxwork. <laughs> I love the Waxwork one and two. Zach Galligan. You get Nine Seven Six Evil two. <laughs> you get The Unholy. You get Chopping Mall. Slaughter High. Chopping Mall wasn't that Killbots? Um, 
Probably, uh, they might have been the same name. I always knew it as Chopping Mall, but there are other robots in it than in the mall. Okay, yeah, people. that's Killbots. Yeah. They played it on Channel 50 as Killbots. Slaughter High, Class <laughs> of 1999, get these other two movies that are on here. Chud 2. <laughs> Bud the Chud. And Ghoulies 3. <laughs> yes! The oh ultimate pack of movies. I'm so buying this. Seven ninety nine on Amazon. Only, oh my god! Only twenty left in stock. Better buy up. You could probably buy that eight pick at Walmart too. I, w- I wouldn't fucking doubt it. But yeah, seven ninety nine on Amazon. Holy fuck! And you get I all eight of that. those movies. Aaron's going to study. <laughs> Clap it, slap it, and wrap it. <laughs> and Bud the Chud, my god! Yeah, Chud too. My Bud god. the Chud. And you get waxwork and chopping mall. Chopping mall, fucking, is horrible. The poster for the movie is so awesome. A robotic arm holding a shopping bag with arms and legs coming out. It looks so <laughs> awesome, and the movie is fucking so bad. A bunch of teenagers sneak into a mall overnight to have sex and shit, only to find out they've got murderous security robots they just instated there. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so you can go get that eight-pack. I honestly wouldn't mind uh, buying that myself. I think it's a pretty awesome... Uh, Eight pack they got going on there. Well, one little thing I caught in the credits. This is probably um, something most people would notice, but uh, one of the first ones that pops up. First assistant director or ass director, (laughs) Richard Abramitis. Itis? Really? (laughs) He's got the Abramitis. (laughs) Like, it's so weird. (laughs) I I, I like there's a couple of good reviews here on Amazon, too. Uh, I I just love future portrayals from the nineties. <laughs> Bright fl- fluorescent bandanas, tough talk, rival gang wars, guns, 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 and a rocket launcher. <laughs> Several major cities have such massive gang activity that they have been deemed free fire zones, where the authority just threw their hands up and said, "Screw it, <laughs> they can just have it. We're out of here." Yet the gangbangers are required to go to school. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you think of it. You can shoot people, start fires, crank out as many drugs as you want. However, if you skip class, you're in big trouble, mister. Yep. <laughs> Regardless, for a movie of its time, it was really well put together. We cannot compare this to any of modern cinema. There's no CGI. It's makeup and animatronics. Cheesy as it, as it is today, I feel this class of 90, 1999 makes for a great spot in anyone's movie library. I wholeheartedly agree with this with this review. I would definitely watch this movie again. It's uh, it's like robots. I mean, I'd watch it just for the second half to watch robots murdering people, and it's pretty awesome. So yeah, that is uh, that was class of nineteen ninety nine. Do you have anything further to say about the class of nineteen ninety nine? If anybody's DRC. kind of interested in a similar type of movie with like the dystopian future gang wars, but no robots. Check out Corey Haim and Prayer of the Roller Boys from, like, oh, 91, I think. Uh, I feel like we should do that one of these days on here. You know another movie somebody mentioned, too? And it was a, it's a post-apocalyptic Land of Doom type of one with Patrick Swayze, and it's on Netflix. But I can't remember what it's called. It was, like, right after he did Red Dawn, but before he had done anything else kind of bigger, or like hmm. Platoon or anything like that. So, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the, it just looks ridiculous. So I thought, I figured we should do that one time as well. but. Next week, our movie is uh, on Netflix, not on Crackle or any other sort of crazy other business. <laughs> it's back on to the Netflix. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and plenty of other places. Was suggested on Twitter. I forget to pull up that thing. I will shout them out next week. Sorry about that. It has a 3.4 rating on IMDb. It is called Axe Giant, The Wrath of Paul. Bunyan. <laughs> Young adults at a first-time offender's boot camp discover the legend of the giant lumberjack Paul Bunyan is real, <laughs> but it's much more horrifying than they could have ever imagined. <laughs> I watched the trailer for this, and holy fuck. This is uh, some possible sci-fi channel original movie-level shit. It, uh, it, the Paul Bunyan looks fucking ridiculous. And I honestly can't wait to watch this. Him running around with an axe in the woods, chopping people in half. What more can you get? I hope Paul Bunyan's played by Paul White from the WWF. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I also noticed that the one of the guys in the trailer looked a lot like Martin Sheen. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, it looks like Martin Sheen. The actor is Joe Estevez, a.k.a. Martin Sheen's brother. <laughs> 
All right. So I was like, yeah, that looks just like Martin Sheen. Oh, well, it's his brother. So who knew that he's been doing these fucking... Oh, my God. No joke. He's in a movie coming out. I gotta click on this. Because this is a movie we're definitely gonna have to do. Wait till you hear the name of this. Just wait. Okay, are you ready? Are you prepared to hear the name of this movie? Oh, I'm ready. I don't think you are, but Attack of the 30-Foot Chola. What? Like, Attack of the 30-Foot Chola. What's a Chola? Like a sassy Mexican ghetto girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Attack (laughs) of the 30-Foot Chola. (laughs) That's a fucking real movie. And I cannot wait to see that. That probably would have been funnier if I would have known what that meant. Oh, I, I thought you would have known. I just, uh, you never heard, like, Cholo? Like, oh, look, he's such a Cholo. It's I like did. a Mexican, like, you know, they got, like, the... No, the I know, but I, I didn't even know what that meant until a couple of years ago after hearing it all the time, and everybody seemed to know what it was. And I'm like, just like Jason Lee and Chasing Amy, just like, what's a Cholo? Oh, wait, there's another movie he's in, too, called Disaster Wars. Earthquake versus Tsunami. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, one good disa- disaster deserves another. Earthquake versus fucking Tsunami. Holy fuck. If that's not a sci-fi channel hit, I don't know what is. Actually, if you're looking for a sci-fi channel hit, I think it's playing again. Uh, well, eh, this will air next week, so... Sharknado? Uh, no, well, I'm sure they're airing Sharknado, but... Uh, what premiered last, uh, a couple weeks ago, I recorded it, Ghost Shark. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Ghost Shark. Okay. <laughs> On sci-fi. I still say Sharkano or get the fuck out. Sharkano? You know that's going to be happening. It'll happen one day. You, you will get all the rights and all the money, and that'll be $5. So, yeah, next week, X-Giant, The Wrath of Paul Bunyan. That's a newer movie. And it looks fucking ridiculous. It is available on Netflix. Check that shit out. Uh, go back and we'll listen to past episodes on bnbpodcast.com. Leave reviews on iTunes. You can listen to past episodes there. Uh, well, I'm going to suggest again, if you didn't go watch it last week, fucking just watch it. Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Yep. I've, it's a fucking awesome movie. It, I just really can't get over how awesome that movie was. Especially in retrospect, just like thinking about it again. Like it just If you love kung fu and you love gore... Most people love one, love the other, <laughs> so just check those fucking movie out. It's so awesome, and then uh, check out I Class still of love Ricky's leaping punch at the end to punch through the giant stone wall and just walk off, like, out to find more people to kill. And basically, no more girls better run off the top of buildings or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. Now I'm going to go in there and waste some teachers. It's the best of the worst B-Movie Breakdown It's the best